Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. What, um... What's new with you? Hey, uh, welcome to our show. We feel like we always just ramble start I know, these. And I, don't, I feel like terrible. we should get more professional about this. <laughs> Trying to class it up, Jen. Yeah. Good evening, and this is podcast. <laughs> Thank you for the welcome to the 748 News. Tonight we are talking about... I'm your host, Walter Cronkite. What's <laughs> the sound of my jowls? <laughs> You don't even have jowls. You uh, don't know. Okay. Let's start this fucking Although show. I've almost like, I've almost lost my jowls, oh. right? I've been off the prednisone long yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My face almost looks normal. Wow. Proud of you. Thank you. <sighs> this is all garbage. Okay. This is all garbage. We never have anything to say. We, we should never. just start talking. So Jeff, we live in Michigan. Yes, we do live in Michigan. We have this is a fact. great lakes. We have great, yes. Five of them. Well, Are only four of them here. up for something? Just, just, I'm just lecturing Hello? right into the beginning of Hello. my subject. Welcome to random shit. The facts you can know and tell about us. There are historic. There is historic evidence that the state of Michigan has had at max 247 lighthouses. Oh, right into it. Yeah, we've got no banter. That's all I got. We've man. got no banter. I'm sorry, I'm out of subjects. Uh, I don't do anything except for like you went outside today. I okay so. Yes. Actually. Yes. I go outside every day. <gasps> so long as it's not raining. Okay. But if it's not raining, I go and sit in the sun for like six songs. Six songs. Yep. Six David Bowie songs? Mm, depends. Um, just like all of it. And uh, I just play it. I sit in my wheelchair and mm-hmm. I put my phone on my foot and I play music. So I go outside every day now and that is why I look browner than normal. Wow. Oh, you have, you have some more freckles. I know. Yeah, don't get... Wear sunscreen. I do. Okay. Yep, I wear 50 SPF because I already look 89. Like, the coma really aged me, like, a scary amount. I have a wrinkle up here now. Oh, a single wrinkle? Well, maybe it's on this side. But it's, like, really deep. Do you see it? I feel like mine are deeper. No, definitely not. This is like a chunk is missing out of my face. It's, it might be over here. I don't look in a mirror because it freaks me out. Okay. I can't. I can't even see what you're talking about. All right. Well, good. But it's a very noticeable wrinkle, and I feel like, especially with all the hair loss I've had, you can mm. like see my scalp a lot more than you should be able to for yeah. a 34 year old. Yeah. So yeah, I try to go outside now, because God help me, I am really trying to look better. <laughs> like, ooh, I took a. I accidentally turned on the front facing camera. Mm-hmm. Woof. And I was like, nope. Mm-mm. I feel like um, I got a new phone like a, a few weeks ago, and I feel like the front-facing camera they put like a built-in filter on it or something because mm. I feel every Is time it particularly I particularly complimentary. Every time I open it, I feel airbrushed. Nice. And there's probably a way to turn it off, but I've decided I'm not going to. No, be because pretty. Because I know. Okay, it's not like a Snapchat filter that like gives you body dysmorphia. I. They like change of... the shape of your face. Oh. They, like, make your eyes bigger and, like, 
your sure this is just like a blurring effect yeah this is just my skin looks much glowier and i like it yeah that's fine i'm just gonna continue to lie to to me a snapchat filter is where you like open your mouth and rainbows fall out oh that's the those are the good ones but then there's all the like beauty filters that make you look like Like you're in the golden ratio or something that's weird yeah that shouldn't exist Mm -hmm. damn it snapchat do better do better well anyway i'm glad you got a new phone congratulations thanks my previous phone i had had for seven years thank you we've been together a long while that's a child i actually yeah (laughs) congratulations you had a second grader that you just killed and replaced with a baby i like nope Please don't. Nope. Jeffrey. Nope. Listen, if we could not get canceled before this podcast ends. Fucking roll out of that statement. Yikes. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Sorry. Well. Anyway. um, So summer's here. Yes. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. You gonna see any fireworks? Fuck no. I'm such an old lady when it comes to fireworks. I think they should be banned. What? Entirely? (laughs) No, I just don't. I don't personally. You're uninvited to my funeral. <laughs> I just don't personally care that much for them. And we live in a state where you can shoot them off anywhere. And so yeah. living in this the city, um, it is intolerable. Oh, through the summer, you know, I'm... every single night. We don't get that out here. Yeah, that's because you don't live in the city. I guess. <laughs> Guys, every time she says the city, she brushes her hair behind her Dude. head. <sighs> hair toss. Which is the worst. <laughs> um, so, no, I don't know. Is it because there's just so many more people by you? Like, there's more yeah, space around my so house? Yeah, it's so much more densely populated. No, um, I mean, like, really. Like, if you it, go one road behind my it house, is. it's cornfields. Yeah, no, I... I live in a residential area, but it's right. still the, right. the, the city. The city of Grand <laughs> I, I live in the suburbs. I can't stop myself. Um, yeah, no, there's there's just people setting off fireworks every Constantly? single night. Every single night. That sounds like a hoot and a half. No, it's not. Oh, Because okay. my cat is scared of them. Oh. And I try to go to sleep at huh. 11.30. Gambit doesn't seem to give a flying fuck about fireworks, mm-hmm. but also they don't test him very often. It's like a one July night a year. Do you want to just like do podcast stuff now? Like Let's I don't just... have any more banter. Okay, yeah. I'm glad that you, I'm sorry that you're afraid of fireworks. That must be hard. I'm not. I'm not afraid. Oh right, you're not afraid. It's I'm your cat. I'm not afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> Who are you gonna call? Speaking of which, yeah. Shall we? About I haven't seen ghosts. Yeah. I, I thought seen... you were gonna fucking talk about go the new Ghostbusters we movie or something. We are not on the same page we today. Are... <laughs> Kate and Jen struggle. We gotta stop doing those knowing like, okay, you fill in the rest of the sentence because right. we're not doing that. I super thought we had each other. No. I thought you wanted to talk about Ghostbusters. We, are... we always finish each other's sandwiches. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. That time I did want you to say that. Good, because um. So we're talking about lighthouses today. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Hufflepuff de- Amsterdam's Christ. That Amsterdam. was such a struggle to get there. Yes. But Just, we're here now. Do you remember the hamster dance? Do, 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 do. Yeah. Does that mean anything to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've just been like rigorously online since like fifth grade. <laughs> and so. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about that later. Yep. Um, I've I've been right there with you. Just and chronically I've online. I've been on every single social media website, basically. I was not on Friendster, but 
whatever that was. No. I was on Friendster Live was Journal. like the Gen X of. Yeah. I was on Live Journal. I was on Zanga. Zanga. I was on. My Zanga was, um, I am, I am Jack's nipples. I get cancer and kill Jack. I think that's, it was a Fight Club quote. Oh. Okay. I was that kid. I thought you were making a Titanic reference, and I was like, what? No, no, <laughs> okay. definitely that was from. So in the movie Fight Club and in the book, um, they come across these, like, articles that talk about the different body parts, and he's, like, wryly reading them, like, I am Jack's colon, I am Jack's kidneys, gotcha. I am, and I am Jack's nipples, I get cancer and kill Jack, um, or so I am off. Jack's colon, something like that. Yeah. And so that was the title of my Zanga. That sounds I was, like you were like, an edgelord. Yes. Teenage edgelord. <laughs> Basically. I never posted anything because yeah. I was never been into like journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, but my friends thought I was doing it to bully somebody. <laughs> There's this really popular kid in our class named Jack. And he and I weren't See, this is why it's a each terrible other. screen name. Right. <laughs> in hindsight. Um... Yeah, so Zanga. I wonder if that's even still out there. Oh, I hope. I I don't know. I thought about recently trying to search my old stuff, but I'm scared. Right. Um. So, lighthouses. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk about lighthouses. Um. So as you know, I can't approach a subject without knowing everything about it. Like I have to like mm-hmm. wiggle around in it for a while. Yeah. So I have some lighthouse facts for you. Lighthouse facts, please. First of all, okay. State of Michigan. 247 lighthouses Okay. at one time. A lot of them have been demolished, um, uh, okay. but that was the most. That was at, the most at any given time. Um, not even a given time. That was just the at the maximum the when max. we were still creating max lighthouses. Capacity. There's evidence of 247 different lighthouses in the state of Michigan. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Michigan has the what second longest coast, third longest coast. I Alaska, just how freaking big Alaska is. That was news to you? Listen. Never seen a map before? Hi. Maps, famously inaccurate in regards true. to scale and yes. size. Also um, true. So, yeah. No, I didn't know that. And I do often look at maps because Alaska is always made to look smaller than it is. So is Africa. Africa is huge. So, um, we might actually ha- now have the third most coastline if you start counting, like, instead of just, like, the extreme coast, you count, like, the little inlets and rivulets of Maine. <sighs> So, Michigan, we have a very smooth coast. Coast. Sorry. <laughs> yep, let me reel that Wisconsin accent back in. We've got a real... <laughs> so, if you go out for a raid in your boat, and you're looking around the coastline, what you're going to find... Oh. Why does this... Oh, why is the letter O so hard for me? <laughs> coast. So, these coast ghosts, the thing about them is... Laughing, it's not funny. It's so funny. <laughs> What's funny and horrible is how easily I can do it. Yeah, like it just, just came right out because it's in there secretly. You were possessed by Aunt Diane. <laughs> her name was Judy, actually. <laughs> Judy, and her favorite way to describe something was nifty. Nifty. I bet and she you, said it just like that. I bet you she had a bunch of casseroles. You know what? She was a quilter and a cross stitcher. I have one of her cross stitches right back there. Oh. Uh, and yeah, she said everything was nifty. Just nifty was her favorite word. Nifty. Oh, that's nifty. Incredible. And she was fucking amazing. Yeah. She died a couple days before David Bowie. Oh. And in my heart of hearts, her funeral got completely overshadowed by the death of David Bowie. Uh, sorry, Aunt Judy, but I know she still loves me because she came and visited me during the coma. There you go. My mom got real moody about that because she thought Judy was there to take me away. So like when I woke up and I was like, I was visiting with Judy. She was like, 
Judy, don't. And I was like, Sharon, what the fuck are you I'm talking here. about? Right. Like I'm living right now. Yes. <laughs> Guess what, bitch? I made it. My bitch. I live. That's terrible. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah. Michigan, 247 lighthouses. Many mm-hmm. have been demolished. There's an active work of preservation for the ones that remain. Um, lighthouse culture has greatly changed. Um, but starting at the beginning, lighthouses used to just be bonfires on the beach. The bigger, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could get the bonfire higher in the air, they just, you know, we assume they discovered over time if they built the bonfire, say, up on a cliff or a bluff, uh, ships at sea, b- boats, kayaks would have an easier time seeing them. You know, that reminds me of what the beacons, the beacons of Gondor, they've been lit. <laughs> Hey, home listeners, you can't see it, but I'm rolling my eyes real hard right now. And I don't care. <laughs> You're such a nerd. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, these bonfires. Super cool. They were. Well, they were kind of. Um, and so p- putting them higher in the air made them easier to see. Mm. Um, and that is super relevant. Uh, it's also important to remember that we have a long, we likely have a longer history of seafaring than we think. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with the theory of the kelp highway? Oh, no. Okay, so North America was populated during the Quaternary Ice Age, which we are still part of. Mm-hmm. You know how I you make like everything about Lord of the Rings? You make everything about the Ice Age. <laughs> yes. And I'm just like remembering now that you probably told me this when you were telling me about the Ice Age. Last time? Yeah. yeah. And I forgot it because... That's I, fine because it's not your special interest and this is my like... This is my this favorite is, special interest. This is, this is your fucking, beacons of Gondor. It is. <laughs> I'll give it. Fucking to you. love the Ice Age, I'll man. Let you have it. Fucking nerd. So the kelp super the kelp highway is a theory of population for North America. So um, it involves a look at the islands and um, land masses, uh, coastlines that mm. coastlines coast the coastlines that would have. Aff- Uh, been present at the height of the Quaternary Ice Age about 200,000 years ago. So Mm -hmm. during that time, because there was so much ice on land, Mm -hmm. there was more exposed shore. Okay. So the ocean levels were were significantly lower. I mean, Florida, if you look at the size of Florida during the Ice Age, like now it kind of looks like a penis, Mm -hmm. right? So imagine a penis with elephantitis. Mm -hmm. That's what it looked like then. Gross. That's probably not helpful. No. <laughs> also, don't Google penis with elephantitis. That's not going to help you. You don't, don't want to be part of that. Don't Google anything, Kate says. That's probably good advice. <laughs> anyway, so there's a lot more um, land, and that's where we get that idea of the Bering Strait connection, where okay. there was a land bridge between what is now Russia and what is now Alaska. My house. Yes. <laughs> I can see Russia from my house. <laughs> people i'm so glad that election was 2008 yeah it was like so long ago right like people born back then can like drink now and probably have children no how old are people from 2008 now high school college oh yeah for sure people have babies i was in college then you were in college in 2008 oh yeah me too yeah right we're only a couple years apart yeah why do I always think I'm so much older you than really you? You really do. And anyway, we need to talk about that. <laughs> Kelp Highway. So the idea is um, that there was a group of people, possibly from what is now Japan or, or down near that area, mm-hmm. who were creating what we think of as kayaks. 
And they could use those kayaks and handmade oars in order to kind of skim the coasts and travel more easily. Hmm. So if you're walking across the Bering Strait, which is a land bridge made primarily of ice, there's not going to be a whole lot of food options or mm-hmm. heat options, fuel options, things like that. This is coming back to me. All coming back Good. to me now. So the Kelp Highway theory uh, was that you could catch birds, eat clams, eat mm. kale, or not kale. Um, kale what yeah. is... Kale of the sea. Seaweed. Good job. We got there. Um, Listen, I recently had a stroke. Kale of the sea. Stuff I don't want to eat. Um, Anyway, so you would... (laughs) These people would have relied on, um, like, finding their camps, like, people to camp with by Uh seeing their fires on the shore. Okay, yeah. So, an early form of lighthouses. Yes. There was also a famous lighthouse in Alexandria, Egypt. Correct. Alexandria, Egypt. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Excuse me. So sorry. One second. I have to not die. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that one tasted weird. Oh. Cool. All right. So um, eventually, Lighthouse Alexandria, um, They we know from the historic accounts of that very famous lighthouse, which was quite tall, um, that they knew eventually to put the fire up in a lighthouse, up in a tower. Put that thing. Up in the sky. <laughs> That's right. Where it came from more so. Help me. <laughs> um, so we do know that... Alexandria, uh, I don't, I didn't, I was going to try and get years for it. I just wrote down after the fall of Alexander the Great. Best I could do. The fall. He died. Yeah, he like died. 325 AD. I don't know. Mm-hmm. David probably knows. He's been playing a lot of games. Cool. And that. <laughs> um, so rocky coasts need lighthouses most. So the Great Lakes, because the Great Lakes were formed by the uh, advancing and retreating of glaciers, mm-hmm. our lakes, our, our shores are quite sandy and smooth. On, on this side. Anyway. On this side, yes, yeah, correct. Yeah. Suck it, Chicago. Eat my ass, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for the Great Lakes, at least, the Michigan regions, we are primarily, instead of marking outcrops, we're marking harbors and places where you can bring your boat into a river. Yes, yes. Mouths. Yes, mouths. Um, mm. It's also a very famous and important part for navigating the Great Lakes, which require a lot of actually strange amounts of turning um, to get through the Straits of Mackinac. Oh, um, now, if you're bringing a lot of the boats that would go through are many city blocks long, mm-hmm. and that means you have to start turning them two hours before you need to be at the point of Looking turning. Looking at you, ever given. <laughs> mm. We haven't had any ships caught in the Straits of Mackinac recently. Not recently. recently. <laughs> yeah. Recently. They are much better at navigating that, but there's a reason... The turn of the Straits of Mackinac, like mm-hmm. where you turn, is called Thunder Bay, and it's called the Graveyard of the Great Lakes. Oof. Because so many ships converge there, it's like the one salient turning point yeah. to get through the Straits of Mackinac easily. And now, is that where the Mackinac Bridge is, or is that... The Straits of Mackinac is part of the Mackinac Bridge area, okay. but the turning point is well before that. Right. Um, so the turning point is over by Taos Point, which is the index finger of the Lower Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Yep, over there. So in order to put your hand back up, okay. in order to skim your boat through here, uh-huh. Miss Mackinac Island, Miss Boy Blanc Island, and get around Sleeping Bear Dunes, yeah. you have to start turning your boat way over here wow, yeah. to get around that. that. Exactly. Everyone, uh, take out your left hand right. and look at the back of it for. We're a, gonna teach you a little Michigan lesson for here for a nifty little geography lesson. Nifty. <laughs> Anyway, um, so Great Lakes primarily mark harbors. Um, the 247 things that we have is more due to like those navigation points and uh, harbors. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Eventually, we started adding technology to our lighthouses in order to make that beam of light even easier to see. So the first thing that was added was lenses. Are you yeah. familiar with the Nimrud lens? No, but we have a Fresnel lens. Fres- Fresnel. 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 <laughs> Say it with me. Take that out. No. Fresnel. Fresnel. Good job. I don't know. We have a big old lens up in our exhibits that I should know what the name of it is, but I don't. It is spelled Fresnel, F-R-E-S-N-E-L. Okay, there we go. I am vindicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, vindicated. Absolutely. Uh, but it's a French word. It's a French inventor. Okay. Uh, and it's Fresnel. A Fresnel I lens. have heard it fully uh, pronounced to me, and I forgot because I'm a dummy. Fortunately, you're real cute. Thanks. So you don't have to be smart. You're pretty. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So the Nimrud lens is a piece of quartz that is possibly humanity's earliest lens. And it is for, it was found in Iraq, um, modern day Iraq, in part of the Nimrud um, archaeological dig. Mm. Um, so it's just a piece of quartz. So quartz is mostly see-through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's filed in such a way that it has two concave convex yeah. convex means coming out like an eyeball yes right yeah as if a concave goes in like a cave yeah yeah cool uh, lenses like eyeball like contact lenses yes yes um so uh, there are two hand-sized contact lenses that You're i so hold up fucking... to my face <laughs> we really should make this a visual medium yeah it's a... <laughs> so it's um it's one piece of quartz that's filed in such a way as to have effectively two convex Vex. uh lens surfaces uh-huh. um people have debated what it was used for starting fires signaling people maybe mm. it was a telescope there was a lot of um Advanced intellectualism, okay. scholarship um, in the Middle East at that point in time. Sure. You know, so like when they were developing algebra. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us were like, poop in water, drink from? <laughs> now, I don't want to be too mean to the Middle Ages because we have friends who would yell at us. Of course. <laughs> including me. Um, but suffice to say that uh, the Middle East was doing a lot of incredible stuff <laughs> at this time. If for no other reason, tomb. Tomb was developed then. Oh. Mm. Which is tomb? It's a garlic paste sauce of lemon and garlic. Oh. Yeah. Incredible. So, like, imagine if. What's the chickpea sauce? Hummus. Yes. We're just made of garlic with lemon juice. I've. I feel like I've had that yeah. from parsley and it gave me heartburn. Oh my god, I love it so much. I, Lake kebab makes my favorite. I'm white. Or shashko. <laughs> I respect that. I'm delicate. So Nemrud, first example, uh, we also had, we quickly developed, well quickly, in about the space of a thousand years, we developed telescope lenses uh, and then the Fresnel lens. And then mm-hmm. we started adding, um, before the Fresnel lens, they also used reflective plates mm-hmm. that would just push the light farther. Mm. Um, and then they started adding what's called rotators. Yeah. This is me rotating. So what you guys can't see is Jen just swirled her arms in the air like she just don't care. <laughs> like I'm the like I'm the little inflatable guy outside of a car dealership. Yeah. But around in a circle. Um, but actually you're wrong. Oh. Uh, the ori- <laughs> that was fun to say. <laughs> the original rotators uh-huh. didn't rotate the light. Oh. It was a rotating... Yeah, yeah, it's like a... A shade or something, or like a, a the thing like rotates around the flame? Yes. Okay. And? I should really just let you talk. <laughs> no, no, you're doing great. Keep going. Yeah. And there's like a... Sometimes it would show, show the light through, and yeah. then sometimes it would cover the light. Yeah. And it would cause a what effect? 
Blinking? Yeah, blinking. So the rotator would cause the light to blink. I watched Our Flag Means Death. I know how a lighthouse is made. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. I... You absolutely I know I'm gonna love it. should. I know. I'm losing I'm, my shit because I am upset with you. I'm really sorry. I do I do intend to watch it. Okay. Here's why I haven't yet. Uh-huh. I'm not watching new things. Okay. I just like... I've reached this point in my trauma where I can't take on new stuff. Fair. If it's a rewatch, I'm down. And on top of that, it has to be something I can either, like, recite verbatim. Uh-huh. Like, I could absolutely write out the script to Down Abbey. Yeah. Like, I could. Yeah. <laughs> and I then Mr. Mosley says. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I have easily watched the entire series of Down Abbey eight times. Mm-hmm. Cover to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can, if that's technically a drama... I can watch that. Mm-hmm. I am stomaching a session, succession. Yes. When I can. Yeah. Uh, it's quite good. That's new. Did enjoy the surprise scars guard. Quite intense show. Yeah. For, yeah. But otherwise, it has to be like Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. the uh, Thirty Rock. Mm-hmm. I submit that this is potentially your new comfort show. So many people on the internet think so too. Like mm-hmm. Tumblr is losing its shit. I still have a Tumblr. <laughs> of course Tumblr is losing its shit. Tum- it was there in the dark times of Super Hulock. This is it's a new dawning age. I was never a Super Hulocker though, but I definitely was a John Locker. I was I was deep in there. I wasn't I was even on Pinterest, which is very Oof. embarrassing for me. <laughs> Pinterest has gotten so bad. I don't remember why. I feel like it's, it's coming so back around where I'm just like looking at it for very targeted things. Get in, get out, go home. Get in, get out, get on my way. But I used to sit there and scroll. They had like the categories you could scroll. Uh-huh. And I, I a lot w- of bathrooms saved there. Yeah, I have a lot of interior decorating ideas. Um and I would sit there and I would scroll through the geek section. <laughs> and it's so... Oh, it Which, was like, so deep and super hulak. TBH. And like, also... all those other places, like Facebook and sometimes Twitter, they're just taking pieces of Tumblr and oh, republishing Oh, for sure. It. Oh, so many screenshots of Tumblr. And I was I like, just... ha But I could never figure out how to get to that cool side of Tumblr. Tumblr oh. is a little harder to navigate the algorithm than, say, TikTok, which just does it for you. Hmm. So, anyway. My Tumblr's really good and I liked it a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad for you. Thanks. It makes um, me really happy. <laughs> but yeah, everybody's next time shit about have, our flag needs death. Next time you have the bandwidth for it. Yes. Highly I, recommend. It's on very my to-do wholesome, list. Very good. Uh, I will in turn give you a recommendation. Okay. Um, this is a comfort show already for me. I don't know if you've watched it yet. It's on Netflix. It's called Dairy Girls. Oh, have I watched Dairy Girls? Are you on season three? Is it on Netflix? It's not, but okay. So it is don't on the fucking internet. tease me. Well, it's on the internet. Okay. Well, In show edge. me how. Okay. <laughs> um, I haven't watched all of it yet. Fucking I've been like trying girls. to like parse it out for myself, but uh-huh. it ends at season three. Yeah. And like some of the ending stuff is real nice because it's about the Irish referendum for peace. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. cute. I like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, um, before we got a little sidetracked there, sorry about my ADHD. We were talking about lighthouses. Right. Jenna's being a rotator. <laughs> and how they spin. <laughs> so eventually they decided that it would be somewhat more effective um, and possibly to the ships at sea and also possibly to the communities that these lighthouses were situated in for instead of blinking the light 
to rotate it in a circle to the surrounding environments. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would light up the streets a little bit. It might light up communities. But it also would be more visible on the sea no matter which direction you're coming from. A blink, mm-hmm. you could blink and miss it. Miss it. Ha, ha. But it keeps coming. It does. Which is something I will talk about. <laughs> Uh, so, um, lighthouse keepers, uh, were referred to as captains. It was an honorary title. Oh. So every lighthouse keeper was a captain of something in America. I do not know if that is the case in other countries, but in America, a lighthouse keeper is automatically considered a captain. I think everyone should know by now that we are... Deeply American. Deeply American-centric, and for that we apologize. Right. Sorry, 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 sorry. We try not to be assholes about it. Uh. Um, But in America, it was an honorary title. You were considered a captain. So if you remember the original movies, Pete's Dragon. No. Oh. Well, Pete's Dragon is about the Passamaquoddy lighthouse keeper Uh and his daughter, Uh um, played by one young Helen Redding with a beautiful voice. Uh, And uh, there's a lot of lighthouse shit in that movie. Okay. There you go. But he's a captain. And uh, he, he doesn't have his own ship. He only ever has like a little rowboat that he's going out in, as I recall. Mm. Uh, and eventually she takes the rowboat out because she has to like find him at sea. Her lover had been lost at sea. Okay. Which is where we get the fucking banger. Uh, this is a deep Disney B track. It's called Candle on the Water. I'll be a candle on the water. Yeah. I didn't think you would have heard of it. Yep. <laughs> uh, I definitely had the Pete's Dragon like vinyl album. Mm-hmm. And I mm. still listen to that regularly beautiful thank you yep Mm -hmm. um so um for most of history um lighthouses were kept ablaze with whale oil which is actually something that might be a fallback also to the kelp highway Ah. during the ice age um so whale oil comes from the blubber of whales um, and also the spermaceti in the the head of the a of a sperm whale. Mm-hmm. Um, spermaceti is not what you think it is. Not what you think it is, but it is. It was named that because that's what they thought it was. Yeah. They thought it was the guy meats of a sperm whale, but it wasn't. It was just basically head fat that protected them from deep diving. Sperm whales can go shockingly deep into the ocean uh-huh. and they're protected their internal organs are protected by their big blocky heads and all of the fat that's in there Fascinating. yeah oh. so that fat um and i actually follow a couple inuit tiktokers who show some of these things mm. and they collect seal oil my apologies if you have a problem with that i don't so well especially if it's part of a traditional practice exactly it is part of a traditional practice yeah. so she was showing us how they collect that seal fat and they like let it sit out and the fat rises to the top and they Mm -hmm. like stir this fat multiple times a day Mm -hmm. and they cut it really small so they'll take like strips of fat Mm -hmm. from the hide and then keep a strip and then cut partially through it um if you were in fancy cookery it would be like hassle backing yes does that mean anything to you no (laughs) so if i were in fancy cooking (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> you know how I'm kind of obnoxious about cooking and I make weird shit? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I look at recipes all day long. Huh? So hasselbacking for potatoes. The easiest way to describe this is with potatoes. So imagine a potato, right? Yes. You've washed it. You've cleaned it. You don't have to peel it. You can leave it raw. Okay. Put it on your table. Put a chopstick on each side of it. Uh-huh. Put it in the middle. Take your knife and cut through uh-huh. so that it can't... It'll hit the chopsticks yeah, yeah, and it yeah, can't yeah. go all the, way through. all the way through. But it creates like a file folder yes. of potato. Like accordion. Yeah, an accordion. Exactly. That you stuff with tasty treats. 
Parmesan cheese primarily. Yes. But yes. Um, so that's hasslebacking. Okay. And that's basically what they're doing, What how I would describe what they're doing with these strips of fat is they hassleback them and then they put them all into a pickle bucket, mm-hmm. like a five gallon bucket. Yep. And they put a cheesecloth over it, lets it, and they stir it multiple times. Mm-hmm. And then they go in with a long spoon and they can start lifting out pure oil. Gotcha. And it's super interesting. Yeah. Kind of gross, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool. And so um, I think some of those habits, practices, mm-hmm. uh, traveled through the Americas as people populated North America and um, eventually, you know, were used to collect whale oil. Mm-hmm. I know whale was definitely caught in other countries like Japan and I'm sure New England, like regular England, not New England. Old England. But you know what I mean. Um, I don't really have a thought here. Let's just keep going. Okay. Um, so the job... Bill Bryson writes about it a lot, so... Does he? I mean, he, there's a whole section on like whale oil. In which book? At home. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I, haven't, I need to reread that one too. Mm-hmm. Which was also in the books that I found in my garage. Ah. I thought I lost it. I thought I had to buy a new copy. Mm. So, um, we cleaned out our garages. <laughs> Side note for those of you who aren't on my Facebook. Um, what was I talking about? So, the job was very demanding. You were often isolated. Uh, mm. The purpose of a lighthouse, especially in cases where you're dealing with rocky outcroppings and not like harbor lights... You had to be pretty far out in the ocean sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you were on an island, exclusively mm-hmm. isolated from people. Uh, and so often it was a lighthouse keeper. Sometimes he would have assistants. Yeah. Um, but families, it would be a family Well, because it's gig. also kind of a 24-hour gig. Absolutely. You are never off the clock. Because not only do you have to worry about nighttime, mm-hmm. you also have to worry about storms. Yes. So keeping that light running is totally crucial mm-hmm. um, for everybody's safety. And uh, when lighthouse keepers themselves, when the captain could not keep up with their duties, their family would often help. So mm-hmm. children and wives mm-hmm. were there to help as well. But it's still a very lonely life. Like if you were the only people living on an island, say like you have, I don't know, a 23 acre island and you are the only people who live on it. And sure you farm and you have goats and chickens and bully for you but mm-hmm. you're still alone yeah no i think uh humans were meant for community and which absolutely is one reason why david and i were talking about this because we were watching um, outlander we're still catching up on the last episodes and like i i think they do a much better job in that show of, of seeing how like a community would form in the frontier yeah um whereas we were so we started watching 1883 because we were in the mood for a western and didn't realize that it was an that i don't know we started watching i don't know anything about it it's a prequel series to yellowstone oh which which is is pretty popular pretty popular but like i it's cable tv um (laughs) but we realized that that show was like um, it's basically a libertarian wet dream where it's Ew. like every like the the West was so horribly vicious and violent and so everyone like there's a one family at the center of it and a couple other people and they're the only ones that know what they're doing. Everyone else is either stupid or evil. And so you have to have guns. <laughs> Everyone has to have guns or else they're gonna kill you and you're or you're you're, you're too stupid to live. Um I'm sorry if you like that show. I think it's a bad commentary on society (laughs) because I don't think that's human nature at all. Um, So, yes, ultimately, that is to say that I think that we are meant that human nature, we tend to collect. 
Yeah. And well, I think in the pandemic, together. we've also seen this. Yeah, isolation is not good. It's not It's not good. It does impact your mental health a great deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of lighthouse keepers, in addition to being lonely, um, there's a lot of stories of lighthouse keepers having bouts of mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also an incredibly dangerous job. Mm-hmm. Imagine hauling huge amounts of gallons gallons of loose oil mm-hmm. up iron steps like yeah like hundreds of iron steps huge spiral exactly. steps so if you like spill a little oil ever mm-hmm. congratulations now you have a slip and slide so imagine yeah. how many people fucking ate shit falling down those stairs yeah. how are you gonna get help you're on a goddamn island in the middle of the sea exactly no it seems like a fucking nightmare exactly spooky <laughs> foreshadowing so I want to tell a quick story, um, and it is quick. Um, this is the story of the Little Ross Island murder, and it's set August 8th. You found a moida. A moida! <laughs> Kate Reed dips into true crime. This is, yeah, this is shocking. This is a this departation is, from our this normal... This is my thing. Yeah. This is, I feel like our stories are kind of switched. Yeah, congratulations. In terms of, you'll see. You'll see so you're going to have to say penis like eight times now, oh, just no, to no, like no, live no, up no, to no, the no, Kate no, Reed no, role. No. Pebus. Pebus. <laughs> Peebus is better. Yeah. I don't, I didn't, I couldn't tell if that made it into the episode last time, but. I don't think it did. I don't know if it did. I don't think I've ever heard you say Peebus before. We were before. talking about this Peebus? last time we recorded with tell Danny. Me. I recently had a stroke. We just decided that Peebus was a really funny word. <laughs> it's a great word. And Could I, that be like in the title of this episode? Peebus. And then there was a Peebus. No. Anyway, so this is actually a fairly recent murder for being true crime. This is, well, I mean, fairly. Happened 50 years ago. 1960. It's in the 20th century, though. Yeah, I'll take it. I feel like most, and I'll I'll talk about this, but like, when you imagine Lighthouse Keeper. Yeah, you picture something from the 1880s. Yeah, you picture the 1800s. You picture Robert Pattinson and and Willem Dafoe in their little (gasps) sweaters. I want to see that movie, but I'm so scared because I feel like it's such... Well, it's an A24 film, Yeah, A24 so. is weird. They always make weird film, films. Yeah. Someday, that being said... Someday I'll watch it. I do love Willem Dafoe so much. Mm-hmm. I also love our pats, like recent, like new generation our pats. I didn't I was watch never, the Batman yet. I was never a Twilight person, but goddamn, he's so funny and weird. <laughs> anyway... I agree with you. Yeah. He is so fucking weird. <laughs> so anyways, this is um, a Scottish murder. Uh, Little Ross Island. Um, and Little Ross Island, um, this actually, in 2017, this story got dredged up quite a bit again because the island itself, Little Ross Island, mm-hmm. which had been owned privately, went up for sale. You could purchase a murder lighthouse a, a island? A murder lighthouse island all oh of your own. Oh, my God. Part of the Outer Hebrides, too. Oh, my I God. No. And for shockingly low. The aesthetic. Are you ready? I'm so ready for you this. You could buy this for 325,000 pounds, <gasps> which is like half a million American. And some of the houses in Grand That's... Rapids that we would, you and I, and you Jen buy... and I are not rich. Like, I, can, I do want to stress that. I never afford that. No, I know, but there yeah, are banks that would give us that juncture. much money. Nope, not me, but... Oh, well, <laughs> together. Yeah. When Listen, when we get real famous and we're going to buy a podcasting island... Fuck, I would podcast from an island. Of course. With a, with a haunted lighthouse. You and I 
buy an island. Murder me in a haunted lighthouse or don't waste my fucking time. It's a true time. crime <laughs> podcast that is a true crime site that is possibly haunted. Yeah. And it's in the Outer Hebrides. I would I would buy that in a second. Right? I am that kind of white person. Hell yeah. Yes. I want to talk with the we, devil. You know what? White people, we go to a haunted house and we say, I can fix it. <laughs> yes. That's why so many uh, white women some, also... Slap some new paint on... The, yeah, I can fix them. No, this I is can, why white women date conservatives. Oh, I can fix no, them. no, not me. Yeah. But I can fix a house. That's right. I, I can't can, fix a house. I can fix I'm, a house with unfinished business. I can business. murder a man. <laughs> That's how you're fixing it. Sometimes you gotta cut sometimes, to the core of the sometimes issue. Sometimes you really just that's just gotta take out the trash. That's one kind of solution. And then apparently you can just like do murders on this island. Um, to the CIA and FBI for legal reasons. That was a joke. This is all a joke. We would never do such a thing. I can't even walk. What Are am I gonna do? Are you kidding me? We would never. Plus, I'm us. adorable. We're we're yeah. We're so cute. Look at us. We would never. We would never. Okay. So, but anyway. I would kill people, and I do think about it all the time. <laughs> Uh, the loudest you've ever laughed. Uh, that was so loud. I'm sorry. I didn't know that it was that funny. The, the oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I have absolutely no trouble murdering a man. <laughs> so many men deserve murder. Again, to the FBI uh, agent listening to this, we would never, we would absolutely never do that. Never. Are you kidding? Me? Me? Little old. Little old. Me? me? Anyway. Meanwhile, okay. would you like this barbecue sandwich, officer? Yes. Uh, okay, so. Oh, that's a reference that I feel like you don't have. Um, Are you familiar with fried green tomatoes at Whistle Stop Cafe? Yes, but I saw it at such a point in my life. Oh my God, were you a child? That I was not aware. Did you know it was a big old lesbian film? But No, I didn't. It was on TV. And wow. so I only saw like half of it. Well, in that movie, mm-hmm. Iggy Threadgood, mm-hmm. our main character, Loki kills her lover's husband who's beaten her. I love this. And then they barbecue him in some of the best barbecue in the state at the Whistle Stop Cafe where they're known for their fried green tomatoes. Yeah, I do remember that part. There you go. And uh, the officer eats some of that pulled pork. Interesting. We would never do such a thing. I do make excellent pulled pork, though. We would never have anything suspicious in there. That's right. Okay. And I I think when people know that when they talk about Kate Reed, they know Kate Reed is innocent <laughs> that's the number one word i associate with you that's right <laughs> darling gentle i think would be word number two wouldn't hurt a fly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway so long as that settled. should cover it okay <laughs> so what's interesting to me this is just a little fun fact a lot of the lighthouses that were designed for the outer hebrides are actually by the stevenson family as in robert louis stevenson fantastic yeah who wrote treasure island treasure island which spawned some of the greatest works of cinema of all time. Muppet Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure Island, the greatest Muppet movie ever made. And Treasure Planet. Never seen it. Ooh! I know. Ooh! I've heard that before. It is. Treasure Planet came out when I was busy trying to be a grown-up. I was trying to be a grown-up as well. So I swore off I was, Disney movies I was like after in high school, Pocahontas. And I was like, I'm way too cool for this. Saw it and I was like, that guy's fucking hot. Um, Sorry, did... One of the cartoon characters? Oh, don't talk to me like you've never had a crush on a cartoon character. Mm, hold, please. Uh, bonus points if it's an animal cartoon character. Mm, hold, please. Simba? No. Fox from... Um, from. Yep, Robin, Robin Hood. Hood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I knew that one. I, I think Robin Hood has a little something for everybody. That fox is 
They didn't have to the go. Fox is Foxy. They did not have to go so hard yeah. on on him. But he, like, they gave him the perfect voice. Yeah. I also think like it is the Disney version, like for like for young bisexuals. Like before you make the leap to the mummy, you start with yeah, Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Okay, so. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the Stevensons. The Stevensons. <laughs> Apparently, they were in the lighthouse business. Yeah. Um, and they did design the lighthouse at Little Ross Island, where mm-hmm. this murder occurred August 18th of 1960. Uh, the 1960. 1960. So long ago, right? And yet, uh, not so long ago. Yeah. really depends on your outlook. Um, so, like I said, we're in the Outer Hebrides. Um, this is effectively the story... Um, of the body's discovery. Mm-hmm. And that was by a father and son team um the collinses okay uh the father is thomas the son is david and um david was obsessed with boats he like just wanted to sail all the time and the father had never owned a boat before but he finally just wanted to support his kid enough that he bought the family Aww. a small sailing vessel father i want to go on an adventure i kind of yeah that is sort of what happened and the dad and this is so fucking wholesome my father my father's not a bad dad, uh-huh. right? Like, I have a good dad. He's yeah. a great dad. Yeah. Um, he has never been like, Catherine, you're super into the Ice Age. <laughs> Here's an Ice Age for you. Right, yeah. He Like, if I he asked a- my dad, hey, dad, what are three things I'm into? Yeah. I don't think he could get you any further than Broadway shows and the movie Titanic. Now, That's to my father's good. credit. That's pretty good. He did take me to see Titanic three times. Ah. Uh, but also, hero. so many boobs in that movie. Yeah. How old were you? Were you? I was 10. No. Yes. 1996. Okay. I was born yes, in... I was... No, it came out in 97. Um, It came out Christmas of 96. Okay. Before my birthday. So I saw when I was seven. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So very yeah. good time for my me to My teachers actually got mad at my father because yeah. I started talking about Titanic constantly in class and I'm... I made everything about Titanic. Yeah, naturally. This <laughs> explains a lot about it. Yes. <laughs> and they were like... And then I got my dad. I was like, I think I'm going to get my dad to take me see it a third time once it's at the cheap seats. Yeah. And they were like, no. You need to stop. Yeah. You're they a were child. like, you're, you're too young. It's a rated PG-13 movie. PG-13. You're only 10. Yeah. You shut up. You're ruining other kids yeah. for this. Mm-hmm. You keep You're telling... ruining other kids. Because <laughs> like, I was like talking yeah. to them about like, and then they had sex in the back of the car. Oh my... yeah, and then... she pushes her hand up on the window. Yeah. And so like. And naturally I was like, I just, I just totally glossed over that part and i was just having nightmares about dead frozen bodies in the water i also still not one of my number one fears yeah <laughs> okay um yeah so i was being moss inappropriate basically yeah <laughs> um outside of my we actually um you remember the syllabubs that i made for easter when mm-hmm. dan made them um so we were drinking those in school that year for like our early colonial america time cute and I was, I kept, nobody else was like mad about them and I fucking loved it. And I was like, what, you think a thir- first class girl can't drink? No. And my teachers were like, you have to stop. No. <laughs> a letter had to go home. You have to stop. And I was like, oh, there's can... no controlling this love. You think a first class girl can't drink? Like I said that like 18 times because oh, I was just God. slamming everybody's syllabub. <laughs> P.S. Let's see you big tough men do this. Yes. <laughs> literally yes but oh i was 10 God. i was this was Those elementary school teachers i know we're all uh, facebook friends now so it turned out okay that's good anyway 
Which is all to say this boy's father was very supportive. Yeah, his father of his dreams um, was like, yeah, I'm going to buy you a sailboat. And then on my next day off, if the weather's good, why don't you take me out? You be the captain. Mm -hmm. And so they had gone to Little Ross Island before. This is a terrible bit of foreshadowing. Nope, it's great. (laughs) Okay. Totally fine. Kid did great. Well, Um, but they're going to, okay. Right, yeah. They're going to a murder (laughs) island. They just don't know that. Yeah. So they'd been there before, um, and they had met the lighthouse keepers. There was a captain and his oh, assistant. They knew them. Kind of. <laughs> okay. Like in the same way that you like know the mayor of your town. Yeah. Okay. But like, I'm just I'm guessing what's coming. Uh, you always do. <laughs> uh, so these guys actually live in the town of. It lurks on the page. It looks like it's Kirk, Kudbright, yeah. but apparently that's pronounced Kirkudbry. Yeah. Which. Fuck it. Of why course. not? Of course it is. Oregon. <laughs> um, this is the southwest tip of Scotland. Uh-huh. Um, so David's dad, his name is Thomas. He has the day off from being a bank manager and he proposes to his kid. Looks like the weather is going to be good. I'm going to pack us a picnic. Captain we'll us out to the... lovely... A lovely little picnic. Lovely afternoon. We'll park the boat on the beach. How do you... What's the word for that? So you, if you drag it up on... it's You beach it, I okay, think. Okay, yeah. But to me, the word you beach it means it. you, like, crash it. Like, oh, they beached. Well, I think but in this case, you're, yeah, whale. they did it in pur- They did it on purpose. They parked on the beach I and could dragged be it wrong. up. I'm not. I'm right, we're not seafaring folk. I'm not um, of the sea. <laughs> in America today, you have to be rich to have a boat. Yes. And that's why Jeff and I don't know shit about boats. Yeah, exactly. So they port starboard. Who is she? <laughs> I do know that. Yeah. <laughs> Dan actually was like having me give him directions today. He's like, "Am I going left or right?" And I was like, "Are you uh, kidding?" He's like, "Port or starboard?" And I'm like, "Go port." Are you kidding? <laughs> I can't do left and right, but I can do port and starboard. I'm a nerd. I can also do stage left, stage right. I can't backwards. For the life. Okay. Yeah. But if it so stage, I know left, they always say backwards left is this but way. But backwards from a, from when you're standing on the stage, you have to imagine that you're standing in the exact center of the stage, facing as, the audience. Okay. As always, we imagine we're on stage. Right, but the person giving directions is the director who's sitting okay. where. Thank you, thank you. In the audience, which is why it's his left and his or his or hers. But let's be oh, honest. Oh come on, you have some faith. It could be a she. <laughs> Anyway. Women supporting women, am I right? That's where stage left and stage right come from. Um, So, do you know um, the term posh? To, like, be posh, like, be fancy, comes from being a world traveler. It means port out, starboard home. It's an acronym. I I had no idea. Are you serious? Port out, starboard home. So, if you're going out... So, yeah. like, you're leaving. You're going pump, out. Right? Leaving the ship. You want to be on the port side of the boat because you're going to have the best views. Port out, starboard. Oh. hmm Starboard, okay. you want to be on the inside, so you have the best views that way. Okay. So, if you're posh, you're yes. port out, starboard home. Okay. That would be, like... Yeah, for you're sure. You're rich enough to handle that. For sure. There you go. Yeah. Now you know. I believe you. <laughs> I learned that from E.L. Konigsberg. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Kirkudbrew, 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 I don't stop it, Oregon, deal with me. We're so sorry. Not sorry. Your name is, your state name is stupid. Why do you have to keep breaking them into this? Because, egg. (laughs) Anyway, so, um, they had actually been out to this island before. They were aware of these two men who lived there and kept things going. Yep, foreshadowing. Um, Oh, this is foreshadowing. This is going to, nothing could possibly go wrong. So the two lighthouse keepers Uh are 
Captain Robert Dickinson. I'm yes. saying captain, even though that's the American term. Yes, yes. I don't know that that would have been his honorary title. I'm just trusting who was in charge here. Yes. Robert Dickinson. And then the assistant, Hugh Clark, who seems to be a little bit older. Um, uh, when they arrived and they beached their boat, they're going to go and say, like, say a friendly hello. There's a dog running around. One of the keeper's dogs is, like, out there being friendly. Uh-huh. Um, is he, the dog is outside? Dog is outside. On this day, being friendly? Being friendly. Is being that what's happening? Being a friendly old dog. So they go okay. in, they have their picnic outside, they go in, they walk up to the top of the lighthouse, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. weird that they're not hearing anybody, and they're uh-huh. hearing a yep. phone ring. Yes, okay, this ring is... Ring yep. and mm-hmm. ring and ring. It's all coming together. All coming together. And so finally, and the son says that he was quite embarrassed that his father did this, his dad is like, I'm just going to go into one of their houses. Yeah. So they go into the first house, uh-huh. and it's um, Captain Robert dickinson's house and it is neat as a pin yeah there's still little parakeets singing away in a cage Uh uh-huh nothing looks amiss nothing looks out of place okay nothing doing there can't find the phone goes into (laughs) hugh clark's house Uh the father goes in alone and he comes back out and says i need you to go get help go get help oh there's a man who's quite ill in there quite ill quite ill quite ill you say now at least he didn't send the kid in there right so according to david uh-huh. Collins, who is the son. The son. Um, he was in and out of that room all day. They He goes for help at 4 o'clock p.m. So he jumps. Yes. He takes the boat out alone. Okay. And he goes out and hails <gasps> a lobster uh-huh. boat that would that they had passed on the way in. And he says, help, help, help. We need help. Can you please go get help? He's quite ill. He's quite ill. <laughs> and so um, the lobster fisherman... Stop fishing for the day. They go to shore. They get help. They're making phone calls. Okay. Um, and at that point in time, phone calls were still being relayed uh, in this part of the world through an operator. I mean, probably so, here too. It was the 60s. Yes. But I think because there were fewer phone connections in the Outer Hebrides. Right. It was like more assured. Yeah. So, um, but like if you picture Mrs. Maisel, she works as a phone board yeah, operator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same idea. Um, so they're like, hey, there's a man. He's sick. Can you get ambulance whatever who out here he's quite ill need we need help um i'm so scared i wasn't concerned about this time passing but now i am there's nothing to really be scared of it's not that great it's it's not that you're building it up to winding me up i'm sorry i'm not trying to (laughs) so the cops don't arrive until 7 p.m three hours later okay you know like cops (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) stayed outside in front of a school with an active shooter for an hour i got Mm -hmm. no sympathy Mm -hmm. So, um, they eventually come out, and the man's face had been covered with a bloody dish rag. The man? The quite ill man? The quite ill man. Okay. Now, here's my personal belief. Mm-hmm. Um, the According to the kid, it wasn't a very bloody dish rag. But according to the trial proceedings, I went through and read about the trial, mm-hmm. because David and his father both had to stand witness for this trial. Right. So, he describes everything that he sees... It doesn't quite match up with what I know about the damage a twenty-two rifle can do to a fucking skull. Fascinating. So this man, Hugh Clark, was killed in his sleep by by Captain Robert Dickinson with a twenty-two rifle. A twenty-two is you, a, it's pretty small, right? Like um, point two two can yes potentially but, survive. He did Even not. a headshot. He, he, did he did not, not survive. He did not survive. It, it went out the other side. He was they quite did Ill. not move the body. <laughs> I think the father put the tea towel there. This is my oh. own. This is exclusively my conjecture. Ooh, this is interesting. <clears throat> I don't think he wanted his son to see how much blood 
and how much brains. Yes. Because a rifle shot to the head. A rifle. Like, okay, a yeah. rifle. I was thinking like a, if you have like a... Right. I don't know it's anything one, about guns. So a nine millimeter pistol is, I believe, the smallest round. Okay. A twenty-two is, by comparison, pretty fun. Like, so when you think okay. of a bullet, you're probably I thinking of was... a bullet that's a nine millimeter bullet, like a handgun bullet. Yeah. So, and I'm not a gun person. Somewhere out there, there are gun people yelling at their radios. I don't care. Feel free to write to us. I don't care. I'm purposely ignorant about guns. Right. Yes. I don't. I, per- personally, I don't think they should be allowed. Yeah. And yeah, I do mean you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. These, you know, a nine milliliter, millimeter, fairly small, but it's still like, think mm-hmm. about a brain and how much pressure is inside a human body. Like, yeah. this thing had an exit wound. Headshots are messy. Yeah. Heads bleed a lot. Yeah. So I do think that the father cleaned up some of the blood on this guy's face so it his son didn't get Nobody traumatized. Knew anything about forensics. I mean, probably. <laughs> That is exclusively my conjecture. Okay. I can't prove it. No, none of the Nobody sources that, that I read up. brought that up. Okay. I just. That's what you think. It makes sense to me that they're saying, oh, there wasn't very much blood, but there was an exit wound eventually. And again, it was a twenty-two rifle that made the shot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it turns out Lighthouse Keeper Robert Dickinson was deeply mentally unwell. Mm-hmm. And that had precursed this season of being on the island. Oh, um, and that's, that not, that's not great. The lighthouse keepers that put them in place probably mm-hmm. should have put him in a hospital instead. Yay. And so there was a little bit of like negligence at play here. For sure. Um, so uh, the man was deeply, deeply, deeply mentally ill. Mm-hmm. He was not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, David, the boy who's kind of telling the story as a grown-up, he actually eventually writes a book about the history of this island. Because wow. um, it's 117 years of this place having a lighthouse. Yeah. But everybody only knows about this one day. Right. You know, like this one thing that happened here. Yeah, I mean, big flashy murder happens. That's all anyone talks about. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so he was the only man suspected. He'd been on the run. He actually made it down to Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd stolen uh, about a month, like less than a month's worth of money in mm-hmm. order to keep him going, which is how that they knew he was so deeply unwell because gotcha. he didn't have enough money to keep himself safe. Right. He could have gotten it, uh-huh. but he just didn't. Um, so he was, again, 1960 England. He mm-hmm. was sentenced to hang. Wow. Yeah. And David at the time was 16-ish or... So, um, and he said at the time I was deeply disturbed that this, that somebody who was so sick could still be held responsible. Uh Uh-huh. So that kind of tells you how far gone this man was. Yeah. Um, now, um, eventually that sentence was commuted to life a la Mr. Bates. Mm Mm-hmm. So same process. (laughs) Everything relates back to Down Abbey. Goddamn right it does. (laughs) Down Abbey is life. Um, so... Uh, unfortunately, Robert Dickinson was able to end his own life while he was in prison. So Mm. he did serve a life sentence, but it's not quite as long as you thought it would be. Okay. So this island, Little Ross Island, is, uh, one of the most famous lighthouse murders. Um, you can purchase it for 325,000 pounds. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And, uh, it comes with this great story. Any takers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, side note. I just put this in. Um, the trial was in Dumfries, and the father and David were briefly suspects of having gone on, like, a sweet little picnic and also did a murder. How Agatha Christie. Yes. That's fascinating. Um, so there you go. Um, what do you got, kid? Well, speaking of, uh, 
lighthouses being uh, places where you feel a deep sense of isolation and uh, uh, become deeply mentally unwell. Mm-hmm. My story is about a lighthouse in off the coast of Maine. Um, and it's like the most Stephen King ass lighthouse. Awesome. <laughs> you can imagine. Ideal. Yeah. So uh, this is called, uh, this is Seguin, Seguin Island. Okay. Um, it is in the Gulf of Maine. It's near the mouth of the Kennebec River, which okay. is also famously referenced by Stephen King multiple oh. times. Um, I've only read a couple of his books. I'm not trying to be. I've never read a Stephen King. They're really hit or miss. <laughs> I bought The Body. Okay. And I haven't pursued it yet. Mostly because I, I can't get upstairs to my library. have read The Shining. Isn't and that like this thick? I, I, I have a lot of time on my hands. Oh, okay. I also listen to all of Game of Thrones. Um, Touche. Um, do, do, do. Uh, I've read the 11, 63. That mm. one's pretty good. That was supposed to be good. I watched the miniseries. That one starts in Maine. Um, anyway, so Seguin Island, it is... Maine's tallest light station, um, nice. mostly because the island is like is really small, like a, no trees. It's all just rock, just exposed rock. Basically, Yikes. I think there's a little bit of soil on it, but it's essentially just a rocky hill. Um, huh. Yeah, it's it's very. I feel like with the mist coming in, it's basically exactly what you would imagine from like the movie the <laughs> perfect yeah um so it was commissioned in 1795 by george washington fun fact fancy making it one of the oldest in the u.s the building itself i think only dates to the 19th century okay but it's been this is a this is a spot for a lighthouse since did you know that you used to have to petition congress for lighthouses oh, i did not know that so the grand ha- the original grand haven lighthouse we're mm-hmm. on the third now the original Grand Haven Lighthouse was petitioned by Congress in 1838, pretty far back. Mm-hmm. Um, Grand Haven itself was only founded and platted four years previous, 1834. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of 1835, they really knew because it's the mouth of the Grand River. And the Grand River is the largest, longest river in the state of Michigan. So it created mm-hmm. an almost cross-state yeah. waterway. Right. So being able to control the mouth of that harbor mm-hmm. was going to be worth a lot. So yeah. they put a lighthouse there, 1834, 1838. Very cool. Thank you. It was chosen because it's, uh, there's a lot, it's like an entirely rocky coast uh-huh. up in Maine. And so there's a lot of like storms and it's a dangerous current area. There's a Absolutely. mouth of the river. You get a lot of nor'easters up there. Yeah. And fog. So the one time, I've been to Maine once. I went to Portland, Maine, which is a little south of where we're talking about. And my flight home got canceled because there was a storm coming. Mm. And I have never seen fog like I saw it in Maine. Cool. It was, it went from a, a sunny, partly cloudy day to a literal wall of fog just rolled cool. in. And it was so, I'm so glad I got to experience it, even though it made my trip home utter hell. <laughs> Just because one one flight got canceled, I it took me like an entire extra day to get home. Oh wow! Because it, I got to I was flying through New York, and the storm also hit there, and so I I like had to stay an extra night in Maine. I had to rebook flights several times. I made it to JFK. That flight was the next flight was canceled. I had to take a cab to LaGuardia book another flight that, that flight sucks. was canceled i had to 
find strangers to rent a car to drive back to Pittsburgh where I was living. That's a fucking nightmare. It was a nightmare. You had to talk to strangers? I had to talk to strangers. I'm so sorry. That's not your jam. I was approached by a middle-aged man and I was like, ah, and then I waited until another like middle-aged woman got on board and I was like, okay, now I'm Now I feel safe, yeah. And he was like making jokes about like, hi, I'm Ted Bundy. And I was like, actually, you look more like Michael Peterson, but that's a different story. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a true crime story that I don't know if you're ready for. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really want to talk about the details of that. Um, Anyway, that's all. That's all to say that I have seen what fog in Maine looks like. Crazy. And there's a reason why it's, there's scary stories written about it. I mean, no wonder, you know, um... Not R.L. Stein, but R.L. Stein for adults. Mm-hmm. Stephen King. Yep, it's so <laughs> prolific. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's from Maine, which is why he writes about it. But like, I yeah, but imagine that kind of atmosphere. I imagine growing up in that atmosphere must be just very inspiring. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I also think the cocaine helps. He did yeah. a lot of cocaine. That explains all of the weird turns his stories take. Yes. <laughs> Stephen King, I. Mm, <laughs> It starts out as like a straightforward spooky story, and then inevitably, in like orgy. the third act, you're like, and the and the devil came in with his goo. <laughs> you're like, whoa, okay, sir. Cocaine is not for everybody. It's yeah. a hell of a drug, man. Yeah, yeah. They really toned it down in the TV adaptation of Eleven Twenty Two. Oh, really? They toned it down. <laughs> Jesus. There's all kinds of time travel monsters in it. I'm, I'm good. like, it I don't was need a that. fun. Like time travel, travel monsters. Like what was that movie that was made in the early nineties? The the legal legaliers. No, I don't know that. So it's like this ripping paper noise, monsters who eat time, mm-hmm. and this plane is like flying too slow, and the monsters are catching up to them. It was like yeah. I'm pretty sure Langoliers is what okay. it was called. I don't know, guys. If you've ever heard of that, if nostalgia is your bag, get Thank back you. to us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I feel I was just. Wondering if we are, if I already brought up that book when we were talking about time slips last time. Anyway. Oh, I probably not. I don't remember talking about that one. I don't remember now. I actually kind of forgot that was a time travel story. It's a time travel story. Yeah. It goes back in time to save Kennedy. Yeah. And it doesn't. Doesn't work. Spoiler work. <laughs> spoiler alert. It doesn't work. Um, <laughs> so the main story that I want to talk to you about. And by the way, if you want like a really good telling of this story that's like atmospheric and well written and shit, um, I was I heard about this story initially years ago um, on an episode of Lore. Oh, rad! And this happened. This episode ha- aired like before we started our podcast. So yeah, Lore's pretty old. You'll have to go deep into the archives for that. Um, so uh, the story goes <laughs> in the eighteen hundreds. I have a lot of issues with that phrase. Um, and yes, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> um, so that's yeah. a real big time frame In there, the friend. 1800s, um, there, there was uh, a lighthouse keeper or a captain, I guess. They all call him a keeper, but we don't know. Sure, sure, sure. It doesn't matter. There was a lighthouse keeper and his wife who, who uh, started their life on the island. Um, so they were newlyweds when they first arrived? I assume. Okay. They, they gave off newlywed wed vibes cute and also okay i when i listened to this episode i was like i'm really into this idea i don't know if i want to talk about this now or like hey let's why not let's fucking segue into this i'm obsessed with the idea of like um what we were kind of talking about the isolation of like 
lighthouses and like what that does to the human side like we've we've touched on this and so like the idea of like being a newlywed couple oh my god starting life on an on an island and back then people didn't live with each other first dan and i had a huge advantage Mm -hmm. that you and david are enjoying right now like guys if i can give you one piece of unsolicited advice Mm -hmm. please live with your partner for a long time before you marry them like yeah know what their shower habits are (laughs) know how they do their laundry like, don't go know into it blind. No, if with... you can be good roommates. Right, yeah, because I am an atrocious roommate. Yeah. I'm awful. Yeah. Right, like, you can ask any of my former roommates. They'll tell you, would not live with her again. Mm-hmm. Fair. I'm super nice. I make great drinks. Um... There's other End of qualities. <laughs> not really. I I'm assume. a good cook. <laughs> yeah. Now that I have money, I'm a great cook. Yeah. But I was a good cook back then. Um, and I can feed a crowd for pennies. Yes. So those are all my, you know, I'm fun. I'm a good time. Yeah. Uh, I mostly stick to myself. I don't want to, like, be on all the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not easy to live with. And so, like, the first year that Dan and I lived together, I lived with Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, he put me through my last year of college. Like, he paid for all my textbooks. Mm-hmm. I made Dean's List that year because it was the first year since freshman year that I could buy books. Yeah. Makes a big difference. Oh, it's incredible what um, just having access to resources can do. Can do. Yeah. Crazy. So Dan's like, yeah, I'll just pay for all your shit. Not a problem. Yeah. So like I didn't have to work and I could just go to class and focus on that. Um, It was great. Yeah. And so. um, Live with your partner. Live with your partner. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for bringing us back to the thesis. Live with your partner. Dan had to learn about, like, how I'm bad with money, and I had to learn about a lot of his trauma triggers. Mm -hmm. Like, whoo, he's... Dan is a Cancer Gemini cusp. Yeah. Emotional. Okay. Emotional. So, like, I had to learn how to deal with that and, like, live with your partners. Mm -hmm. Do not get married and just, like, live with them after the honeymoon for the first time. That is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Uh, so this couple didn't do that. Right. Allegedly. Oh. And for the record, I did try to find the, his, like... The record? You would think, once you listen to the story, you would think that if this story was real, you'd be able to find it. <laughs> now you're winding me up. Yes. So the lighthouse keeper and his wife, no names, they move to the island and they start life on the island as, you know, keeping the lighthouse. Yeah, it's a round-the-clock job. It's a round-the-clock job. That is dangerous. Um, and it mostly probably fell on him, you know, at the time. And she was the wife and she just supported him. So, but like many uh, uh, women who are housewives who don't have access to a community, she started getting bored. Oh, no. Yeah. So she's so bored and doesn't have anyone to talk to, doesn't have anything to do. So the lighthouse keeper says, I know, I will, I know what I'll do. I will get you a piano. So you can pass the time playing piano. Did this eventually get made into a movie called The Piano? Possibly. I don't... I I feel like I looked that up at one point. And okay. I don't... I've never seen the movie, but... Um, I know The Piano is, first off, one of Anna Paquin's earliest films. Okay. And somebody goes crazy and chops off somebody's fingers. Okay. Anyway, so he gets her a piano. He gets her a piano. And she's, you know, happy. She starts playing the piano. She has... Heart and soul. 
see yeah. you joke about that. Um, she had one song. <laughs> she could only play one song. She had one song. Do you know what song? I don't know what song. Okay. I don't know their names. I don't know what song. Right. No, that's fine. Um, so she was playing the song practicing over and over there's a great scene in um the power of the dog <laughs> oh which i haven't seen yet which you'll probably hate but uh <laughs> i've heard a lot of people do yes. sam elliott did yes let me i have a fucking opinions about that which is a shame because it kind of tarnished sam elliott for me it, yes i it know. Probably's definitely I did not i did not want to think less of sam elliott but after that comment and then after seeing what he had to offer because yeah. he's in 1883 and that's why he was being yeah. interviewed yes anyway i have opinions uh anyway. <laughs> so she's playing this one song over and over again and there's a scene in the power of the dog where Kristen dunst is like practicing over and over again and it's like great team yikes like i i very much sympathize with this because one of my least favorite sounds in the world is someone practicing <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I am notoriously, I, kids, bro. I, I am notoriously sensitive to, uh, repetitive sounds. Yeah. And so I can't sleep with a ticking clock. I can't sleep with someone who snores regularly. Like I can't, I just can't do so it. So what I'm hearing is when we buy our podcasting Island, mm-hmm. you're going to kill me. We're going to have our separate houses. Quarters. Yeah. Probably for the best. Um, and so that's another, <clears throat> that's another thing that fascinated me about this story about like the, the horror, like aspect of it is like repetition because like lighthouses have that like repetition everything's on a schedule everything's on a schedule you're refueling you're carrying things up you're doing and then the the waves are repetitive yeah there's a lot of like metaphors and symbols to this i wanted to write a book about it i haven't yet because i'm listen any dummy can write a book a very slow writer um but yeah so she's playing the song over 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 again starts driving this man insane and he says he tries he tries to fix the situation he offers to buy her more music she turns him down <laughs> she's like no no heart and soul it's all i need that's it <laughs> moonlight sonata it's all i need right um i think i put up with moonlight sonata over and over probably and over but uh, rep- repetitious or claire de lune yeah love that yeah can't i don't get tired of that stuff Again, I've watched Downton Abbey I'll eight re- times. I will rewatch, re-listen a lot, but I do eventually need a break. Something like I can't do it like on repeat for like days on end. Don't relate. Okay. Nope. Sorry. Uh, Doesn't bother me. Yeah. So he uh, he offers to get her more sheet music. She did not take the hint and kept playing the same song over and over again. And suddenly, he snaps. What does he? He takes an axe. I knew it was going to be an axe. It Always felt an like axe. an axe. Like... An axe is a very common murder weapon yeah. in the 1800s because well, everyone had one. And lighthouse keepers, they had to deal with a lot of fire. Was mm-hmm. the second most important fire tool besides a hose? An axe. An axe. Uh, so he takes an axe to the piano first, and then to his wife, and then to him. Nice. How do you axe yourself? I will just, uh, I will just say that this took place in the 1800s. Uh-huh. And nobody knows when. So it's quite possible that nobody knows the details of what uh, happened. But I just... <laughs> let me just think for a second. This may or may not have actually happened. Sure. But just for a second. How does one axe oneself? I don't know. I don't know. You just... I have no... Do you fall on it? Like, I what do you know. do? I don't know. This is all a legend. 
So, huh. Well, an axe is a good one. I do love the sheer brutality of an axe. There's some... It's very... It's a very evocative story with a, the you know, well especially because you're dealing with of... like kind of like a genteel like a the the mm-hmm. piano itself is very genteel yeah. it makes a lot of people think ooh that could be me mm-hmm. and i think that's a very good hallmark of a of a horror movie is when you feel like you can relate to the people yes yes um which uh, yeah so that is the story Yes. Again, it took place in the 18... I, I tried... There's no detail. I tried to... Because you can even find a list of all the lighthouse keepers that served there. There's like... Infor- this is a historic place. There's information. There's records. Right. There's newspaper. I could not and find... And throughout the 1800s, we were keeping pretty good records by and large. Yes. Um, sometimes you'll have gaps in historic records, yeah. but it's not like people couldn't write then. Right. Exactly. And this would have been all over the newspapers. Yeah. You would have... Grizzly. You would have definitely thought this This would have made the news, would have made, like, there would be a note next to a keeper's See, name that like, says, like, I bet you hey, this is related to the this... movie The Piano that came out in, like, Maybe. 1993. Um, I was never allowed to see it. I haven't seen it. And my mother blocked me from renting it once. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really super. So she went and saw the movie and she was super upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a date night that she went out with my dad. And their best friend, Cheryl and George, and mm-hmm. then Cheryl's daughter watched us. Okay. So my mom came home mm-hmm. upset. And ever since then, I was like obsessed with watching this movie. Like, I got to see it. Maybe what upset Sharon bad. so bad? It won an Oscar. Yeah. I think it. I think Anna Paquin won like the upsetting. last child Oscar okay. or something. Well, we can look it up later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, the one time I tried to rent it early blockbuster days so like family video parental my mom was like absolutely not you're not watching it it's rated r it was really disturbing (laughs) and i was like but i want to watch it it's it's the forbidden fruit now i know yeah so that it's yeah i can't verify whether or not that was real but it's a good story it's a great story and people do so this is where the ghosts come in People have said that they can hear the ghostly piano music. The piano, yes, over the water. Yes, yes, yes. Which yes. I'm obsessed with. Imagine yes. it's a foggy ass night, right? And you just hear heart and soul, <laughs> but like played badly. Okay, it really kind of loses some of it when you imagine that song specifically. But imagine just like a more like just chopsticks so loud. Hot cross buns. Hot cross this is the summary of our relationship. I try to bring the atmosphere, the aesthetics. And I'm just like, what if it was he ridiculous? Fucking ruins it. Uh, in fairness, you know what you actually got there was a repetition of my early recorder days. <laughs> Those are the songs I learned how to play in recorder. Until I eventually... We had to pick a song for fathers. Like, pick a song mm. for your dads. What are you going to learn for your dads? So and they young. wouldn't let me learn Cheeseburger in Paradise, which is my dad's favorite song. Uh, besides American Pie by Don McLean. Wow. So I learned um, Scarborough Fair by Simon oh, and Garfunkel. There you go. That's so a good I can one. still play that. That's a good one. Okay. Remember yep, I'm familiar. to one who lives out there. Yeah, there you go. Yep. And that's a summary of my father. Okay. Um, yeah. So people say that they can hear ghostly piano music. Bop, bop. Oh, Especially if it's bad. You have to remember she was bad yeah. at playing. Yeah. 
That's true. Oh my god. <laughs> I hope I hear that haunting music someday. Just out exploring, looking for a quahog, which apparently is a giant fucking clam. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and uh, from over the over the luring sound of the lulling sound of the waves. Just, whoosh, whoosh, Do I need to turn the game down because you're whoosh, yelling? Heart and soul. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. Okay. Do we have a listener story? No, we are not done. Oh. <laughs> but he murdered her. How could there possibly be more? Because there's more ghost stories. Do tell. So there is... Sorry, I just I did need that to you. I absolutely I literally did that just to piss you off. <laughs> okay. And I'm glad it worked. Go ahead. So there's also reports of the ghost of a young girl frolicking around the island. This would be unrelated to sure, sure. the other story. Um, and then there's another story from uh, someone from the Coast Guard who spent the night on the island when the lighthouse was being decommissioned in 1985. Yep. Um, he was in the midst of removing furniture from the keeper's house when the spirit of a former keeper appeared to him dressed in old-fashioned, uh, they said oil skins. I assume that's yeah, just Yeah, yeah, that's the slicker. Slicker, yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thing. And the ghost said, don't take the furniture. Please leave my house alone. Tough titties, buddy. Yeah. And that's US... essentially what happened. They were like, well, sucks to suck. They loaded, um, the, the next day they, there was a boat loaded with up with all the furniture from the lightkeeper's house. And on the way to the mainland, there was a mysterious accident. And the ship kept something and sank. No. Yeah. Did anybody die? I don't think so. Rats. I mean, yay! <laughs> so, uh, yes, there are no provable like this is this is this person, this is that person. Right, of There's course. no dates. Life isn't that fun. Um, but I think I just I just love I just love freaky uh, like isolated lighthouse stories because so it's just I think the stories that even... we choose mm-hmm. that like freak us out the most mm-hmm. are like what our biggest fears are so you are maybe afraid of being isolated i'm afraid of okay so what freaks me out about this one in particular is like the isolation and especially with the this story it's making that commitment to your partner and then getting into your relationship and then suddenly realizing it's like, a relationship this is <laughs> Yeah, there's something that like you're not. This isn't gonna work, and this is oh god, what have we done? I've made a huge well, mistake. Well, in the 1800s, and I can use that broad scope of yes. the 1800s. The divorce 1800s. was incredibly hard to get, and mm. women who sought divorce were hugely what is that word? Isolated. Yeah. So, you know, she wouldn't have been able to get a bank account. It's possible her parents were no longer alive. You mm-hmm. know, there'd been a series of plagues very recently, um, referencing the yellow fever. Um, right. Right. End of the 1700s. Sure. Um, so, you know, we don't know what the, her situation is. And, you know, now she's trapped on this island yeah. with this man who was supposed to love her and he's now morphed into this monster. Yeah. And there's no, like, way you can really communicate well with the outside world. Um, I looked it up. Fun fact. Um, you can still, like, spend a summer on this island. Fun. Yeah, and they do actually kind of want couples because there's, like, you kind of maintain it, but then you're also, like, giving tours to people. Okay. Um, and there's, 
not really cell phone service. Oh. <laughs> and there's this whole thing, like, you have to apply for it, and it's, like, this whole thing, and you have to, like, stock up on all your supplies and stuff. Like, yeah, the fact that you can still, like, <laughs> be out, I'm sure it's fine. But uh, <laughs> I was just like, mm, yes. Yes. <laughs> that sounds fun. I could do it. I think, I honestly do think Dan and I could do it. Um, mm-hmm. because for the most part, we've spent this entire pandemic just in each other's faces. Yeah. For excusing the times I was hospitalized. Yeah. Um, but even then, like, Dan was with me every day. Right. Um, so, he, Dan hasn't been outside of this house for work since the beginning of March of 2020. He mm-hmm. has been in this house. Yeah. Unless he was in the hospital for me. That's wild. And that's it. Yeah. I at least got reprieve and I could go to my office for a while. Mm-hmm. And but Dan's been here in this mm-hmm. house, and it is his absolute ideal. Like mm-hmm. Dan wishes that this pandemic goes on for forever. Well, probably not the pandemic, but you know. No, honestly, home. yeah, like a reason to never leave the house again. Mm. Perfect. Okay. Yes. That's the Dan dream. Okay. I was the one going crazy. I'll be the one with the axe. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be the one going outside of my fucking head crazy. He's actually because I just retired. He's a little worried that I'm gonna go crazy. Go crazy. Yes. Um, we'll keep you busy. Well, so far I'm just trying to like keep us out of medical debt. Yeah. So I'm just trying to stay on top of those bills as they come in. Yeah. Um, fight our way through the insurance. Yeah. Uh, so I've been busy with that. I've been like CEO of the house. Yeah. And like getting new, um, getting the outbuilding cleaned, getting new carpet out there. I mean, that's a job too. Girl, (laughs) don't get me fucking started on that outbuilding. I can't wait to get it back. Yeah. That's, that's, I was telling somebody today, um, you know, I lost a lot of things to my COVID coma. I lost the ability to talk for a while. I mm-hmm. lost my health. I lost a little bit of my sanity. Mm-hmm. I lost my looks. I lost my hair. And I lost my ability to walk. But the thing I'm most pissed about is I lost my she shed. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I just want my movie theater back. And I recognize that that makes me sound like a privileged little princess, but I don't get to go to the real movies. Yeah. I have to do it at home. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, I want my space back. It's mine. That's fair. Okay, now I'm done. Ghost, ghost, ghost. Ghost, ghost, ghost. I love them. Do we have a listener story? Probably. All right. But as always, as we're not prepared. Traditional. As is I our way. To... Okay, so we have a listener story. Listener story. That was my guitar music. Wow, a little stinger. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for knowing exactly what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, is from Connie. Connie, not not the Connie you're thinking of probably. But yeah, yeah, not our Connie. <laughs> sorry, we have a Connie. Um, you, She's a friend of the show. Friend of the show. We have several Connies. Who are friend of the show. Uh, so, That's also true. Anyway, Connie writes, hello from the West Coast. I am from Kate's favorite state to mispronounced, and I'm going to say it. Oregon. I'm going to cut you off. No. Wait, did I do it? Did I do it? Did I do it? I think you did it. Hot dog. Or- I didn't think that Oregon. was capable. Oregon. So I just like, I pictured the word in my mind, my mind, and I was like, how do I fuck that up? Oregon. Okay. Right? We're going to move on before you offend everyone. Um, That's fine. I'm, fine I'm a huge fan of the show. Uh, oh, thanks, Connie. Until now. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> as you somehow fit into my weird Venn diagram of history, theater, spooky nerd loves. Aww. Aww. I know y'all get uncomfortable with too much praise, yes. But yeah. from the bottom of my heart, thank you for making this podcast and being such awesome people. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, she has her her pronouns listed. Thank you. Thank God you very bless. Much. I have two stories to share. You can pick one or both. 
Uh, I'll probably pick both. Yeah. Um, a short and tidy episode. Why not? Why not? Um, th- this, the first happened when I was probably nine or 10. I was spending the night at my best friend's house. For context, my friend was from a large Nicaraguan family, six kids at the time of the story. Cool. So needless to say, there was a lot of energy filling up that house. Mm. Oh man. Yes. A lot of kid energy in there. <laughs> my friend and her three, three sisters shared a bedroom, which took up most of the upper floor. But at the top of the stairs, there was a little TV couch area, which was where we were camped out. Uh, we stayed up late, likely watching that sweet, sweet forbidden programming of early 1990s MTV yes. and riding a pixie stick and Cool Ranch Doritos high. I can uh, imagine the act- the, the frantic energy yes. <laughs> of this sugar high where you're just like, mm, we're up too late. Ah. MTV was so good back then. Yes. Um, while all her sisters were asleep in bed. It was probably around 2 or 3 a.m. when we saw something out of the corner of my eye. I looked to my right, and standing in the doorway to the bedroom was her sister, Jay, who was the next oldest from us and was way cool. I thought she was going to yell at us to keep it down, but she said nothing. She was wearing a white, lacy, baby doll-style nightgown. Nope. I'm don't like sorry, that. are you a Victorian child? <laughs> I say that. We came I have a full, like, nightgown. different completely different ideas what did you so like go to dear penthouse letters she was wearing right like a lot of them put like just like that sexy that sexy baby baby doll is the name of a like very like sexy lingerie nightgown yes and like it shouldn't be (laughs) no it shouldn't be i think it's named that way ironically oh i think it's not ironic at all i think a lot of people find things that are childlike very sexy yeah with rape culture. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. We okay. had different ideas. We're going to go, go with the Victorian child Because that's idea, safer. Because I like that better. Yeah. Um, which was not showing... Not... No. Take out that note. What does it say, but we'll cut it out? I just... I just misspoke. Oh, In, okay, in a way okay. that sounded more suggestive than it gotcha. Um. Okay. Which was not something she would ever wear. She just seemed to be watching us quietly with a small smile on her face instead of her usual annoyance. Oh my, I'm scared. I looked over to tell my friend to check it out and by the time I looked back, she was gone. Nope, pass. Totally Dislike. freaked out. I darted over to the corn, over to the doorway and tiptoed into the room. Jay was deeply, droolingly asleep in her bed wearing the same black football jersey she pretty much always wore. Yeah. <gasps> Needless to say, that is when I started to think ghosts and spooky things might actually be real. Because they are. So was it her? I don't think so. I, I bet you it was the ancestor. Different Victorian ghost. <laughs> yeah, my theory is ancestor who like same gene pool. You know? Ooh, that would that's an interesting idea. Right, like Nana came to check on the girls who mm-hmm. were up too late. Yeah, but like the youthful form of Nana. Maybe like Nana when she was younger. Yeah, could be. Or another relative who died too soon. Possibly. Help me. I'm cold. I don't like that voice (laughs) at all. No, thank you. Papa. Stop it. I'm cold. (laughs) Okay. I'm referencing uh, Goosebumps or something. Are you afraid of the dark episode? Yes. That was such a good show. Mm. Okay. 
Another occurrence happened in college. I lived in a split-level house with a few miles off campus for most of college. The house had some quirks when my dad bought it, including no inner door to the attached garage. Hmm. A giant Batman mural on one of the bedrooms. (laughs) I love that. But the weirdest bit was the closet in the lower section of the house. Inside, there were some shelves, the water heater, and a set of smaller doors that led to the crawl space under the house. I don't like that. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, I recognize that that's handy and useful, but no. (laughs) Um, The crawl space... (coughs) Sorry. The crawl space was creepy, and we often joked that there were likely bodies buried under there just from the bumps... And the way the dirt settles. Nope. <laughs> nope. I hated that. I don't like floor. that. <laughs> there were also labels on the shelves like Bibles and holiness. What? 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 That sounds like some fucking Mormon shit. <laughs> I like how she makes the same joke that I was thinking. Still not sure how one stores holiness on a shelf. Yeah. Like, here's a box. Here's a box of my holiness. Honestly, like. Behold. So many religions are about selling holiness. Why not? Holy water? Right. I actually know a bunch of people who carry holy water. Sir, can I interest you in some holiness? But like they literally... Oh yeah, holy water is like a whole thing. A lot of people carry it. And I had no idea. Catholics. They are. They're deeply Catholic. And they're all actually Catholic converters. Mm. Uh, That that sounds like a car part. Catholic. (laughs) Like they started as one religion and then they converted to Catholicism because they all felt called by it. Those are, especially... Yeah, so, like, I'm not mad. I think they're very cool people. Um, But I just didn't know anybody carried around holy water and, like, Mm. legitimately, like, for their own protection. Yeah. You know, like, some of us carry around condoms. Sometimes you gotta... (laughs) No, I'm serious! You gotta sprinkle it on people. Yes! Especially if Christ compels you. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. That was a Catholic joke. Jen Baker, I love you. What's next? Uh, I'm half Catholic. Are you? Yeah, my mom's side. My father said, together we're a whole Catholic. That's probably how they would have preferred it. (laughs) My parents broke rules. Yeah, my They had to swear that they would raise us Catholic, and they did not. (laughs) I'm telling on you, mom and dad. So your parents got married in the Catholic Church? They got married in the Catholic Church because, and you'll like this, my dad liked the aesthetics of it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I do. He was Uh, like, "Mm, I I just love ceremony. My father once... Uh, did like one of those like Facebook confession questions mm. and they were like what did you want to be when you grew up and he was like I wanted to be a priest and I was mm. like cool that's fun for the How child to read right. <laughs> fun to learn that about you thanks yeah glad you didn't want to marry your mom or have kids ever so well, glad to be here and then he met your mother and he just fell in love and uh, no he wanted to have sex well and he didn't want to have sex with men because that's what happens at seminary Ooh. <laughs> true yep yeah, we don't have to be too careful about. <laughs> it's my dad. It's the fine. Catholic Church. Eh, they've done enough. Right now, and also the Catholics in my life know that I love them. So yeah, I had breakfast with Bridget today. Bridget yeah. is aggressive. There are Catholic. there are some very cool Catholics. There are also Bridget some, Conley, definitely one of them. There are some not cool. Catholics. If you're in my life and you're Catholic, I think you're rad as hell. Yes. Anyway. Uh, the holiness on the shelf. Holiness on the shelf. Uh, the first night there, my roommate, who is who had the bedroom in the lower section of the house, had her... Oh. Fr- FWB, friends with benefits. Oh, fuck. Oh, well, 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 juicy. Why don't you guys take a little section off the holiness shelf? Yes, yes, yes. Um, sleepover. And he so brought- she's banging it out. 
love this love this for her Good love for this her. journey um and he brought his long-haired doc- dachshund ah, i love a doxy yes adorable my roommate woke up in the night because her bedroom door opened and she heard she distinctly heard a female voice whisper oh fuck what 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 such a cute puppy no I don't Stop like, reading it like I that. I actively got chills. Ooh, I don't like that at all. Okay, but she, oh. but she couldn't see anyone. The next day, she asked if I had come down there for some reason. And of course I hadn't. Fuck no. I oh. want to see your guy's dog. Over the next year, she lived there. She occasionally heard a female voice that didn't sound like mine in the house. But never any... I'm still getting chills. I'm so... I don't like this. Okay. But never anything as distinct um as the first encounter my experiences were a little more subtle once i had some people over after for movies including a guy i was hoping to spend some quality lip lock time good with. for you girl good i say you. good for you get, for, get out there uh after several movies people started to leave until it was just me and bad decisions boy oh, oh no. shame all right suddenly every time we started to get da 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 cozy dot 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 connie i love this on the couch Hot dog <laughs> the light in the upstairs bathroom would come on which was very visible from my spot on the couch and i'd have to get up to turn it off oh this lady this lady is trying to save you some that, fucking heart act. that old heart bitty act. i don't think she's trying to save anything except her hymen oh okay well <laughs> Listen. Listen, you young lady, you've got to be married before you make bad decisions. There's a couple boners I parked in the garage that I should have just kicked to the curb. I mean, fair. Well before I ever told them fair. my address. Fair. Um, but something tells me, with the shelf of holiness, <laughs> that it's not just about the, the quality of, of the man. Whoops. Um, hmm. Uh, doot, doot, doot. This happened probably four or five times through the evening, enough that the mood could never quite be set and, and not much and not much ended up happening. If I ignored it, the light would flick off and then back on. Yikes. What? That is very persistent. That's aggressive. Um, we were the only two people left in the house that night and the light had never had an issue before or after that night. By the next morning, I realized the dude was a dud, and I was glad not much happened. Yay! I mean, good. That's that's a good that's a good outcome. Um, I like the phrase "the dude was a dud." The dude was a dud. I love that. Girl, that dude is a dud. Get him out of your life. <laughs> that's what the ghost was saying. Uh, there were more things that happened, but those were the two that I knew for sure couldn't possibly be a roommate or something else in the house making mischief. Thank you again for making this podcast. Y'all have kept me company a lot during this lockdown. And even though we're, we've never met, I'm positive we'd be friends. Yeah, we would. Aw, stay spooky, motherfuckers. Stay spooky, motherfuckers. Uh, that's the. That's not the sign off. That's just the end of it. Right, no, sorry, right. That was not Sorry, the... I didn't mean to... Yeah. Actually, before hmm. we end this episode... Yes. Should we make a special announcement? We have a special announcement. Guys, guess what? I got some news. We, it, it's a mixed bag. We've got bad news and we've got good news. It is not about my health. It's not about your health. Right? This but, is actually, on the whole, a net positive. Yeah. I would say. I would say. For Nobody's some, in a coma. Maybe a, a negative for some. So, our friends, uh, the episode that you've just listened to about haunted lighthouses is actually our penultimate episode. 
We are going to finish with a bang. One more episode for this podcast is haunted. That puts a lot of pressure on us. Mm, yeah. I have faith. We'll pull it up. Um, so one more episode, um, and then we would be taking our summer break anyway. Mm-hmm. But we've decided for the fall we would rather shift our focus instead of spooky haunted stuff. So, our beautiful friends, we yeah we're we're bringing this to a close. But we you will not. This is not the last you will hear of us because we want to immediately start a new podcast we're we're just we can't stop we won't stop uh we're stopping this one but we are not stopping everything so if you like if you grew up in the 90s and early 2000s if you like history if you like children's historical fiction stay tuned because we have uh, we have some exciting we have a couple things in the cauldron we have exciting things in store we have lots of plans we i uh kate uh told me earlier that this is the most lady macbeth she's ever seen me she's so ambitious right i'm now, taking guys. it as a compliment wait till you see the spreadsheet <laughs> i've got it's a spreadsheet. um so she's really excited yeah this is we we never really set out we didn't know what we had very low expectations for this podcast when we started yeah. it. And I never, ever thought it would get to the popularity level that it has. And we got there because of you guys. Thank yes. you so much. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and we're not, this is not, we have one more episode. So this, right. we're not dropping this and then leaving you cold. Right. Um, but we just, uh, we're, we're both feeling that we wanted to bring this to a graceful end before we got sick of it and each other. Yes. And, but we're it's not. It's been such a bumpy road with all my health stuff anyways. Mm-hmm. So doing something that's a little more formatted and a little more structured is going to be good for us. Mm-hmm. But we're not done podcasting. I'm excited for this next chapter. Yes. So definitely keep an eye on our we Facebook group and our keep an eye on the respective group. pages. We will post a trailer probably on this feed so that you will know where to find us. We're not going to put it in this feed because we want to... Well, I recognize that like people might not be interested in this. Right, right, right. We'll have to start a new... So please, when that does start, go subscribe. But, um... <laughs> Guys, she just did, like, the dancey fingers. I like did the... I, I'm, we're giving you the old razzle-dazzle here. She's, uh, <laughs> she's working so hard. I'm working so hard because I want this... I want this to be... I'm very excited about it, and I want it to be good if you remember back to the early days of tp this podcast is haunted mm-hmm. tp um, as we all say jen kind of dragged me kicking and screaming into this mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. and she is absolutely dragging me by the hair into the next one but That's i'm not true. psyched you're, you're coming willingly for, yeah I, well, I came willingly for this one too <laughs> but it's never something i would have thought of of my own yes this is this podcast that we're currently doing yes. <laughs> is also very much your baby. And you were so hyped at the beginning. It's excited uh-huh. to see you get hyped again. Yeah. Um, like you love to create. And I do. so that is what we're going to do. Yes. All right. Yes. So I w- will talk more about this next time, but we didn't want to just like drop this news on see you. See you guys forever. Bye. And <laughs> just disappear into the ether. So let this next fortnight fill you with anticipation fortnight. for the ultimate episode where we will reminisce about the good times and also still spook you out and probably there will be dick jokes love you guys stay spooky motherfuckers stay so spooky we love you so much bye bye